0: Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. Happy New Year, everyone. I've been reflecting on the incredible guests I've hosted over the last year and wanted to share some of the highlights from these interviews that really stuck with me. In today's episode, I break down the truths and myths about lesbian sex with the writer Zara Berry. Dr. Drupinski joins me and we talk about the differences between the way men and women think about pleasure. I talk to sex and relationship therapist Cindy Darnell about intimacy and eroticism and have a fascinating discussion with John Wyland about masculine and feminine energies and how they play out in the bedroom. All this and more. Thanks for listening. You know how one of my favorite sex tips is slowing down? Well, turns out I need to take that advice for other parts of my life. It's no secret that I move fast and you know that I'm a fast talker but all this working and moving was taking its toll. Working out had always been my go-to thing to help me stay sane and healthy, but the last few months I fell out of my routine and it was bombing me out. My gym classes never seemed to be at the right time or I ended up wearing my workout clothes and never leaving the house. So a few weeks ago, I decided that's it, no more excuses. I want my exercise routine to work for me, not against me. So I signed up for Beach Body On Demand, I never thought working out at home would be my thing, but I started it over the holiday and I chose the three-day yoga refresh and it was so good and easy to access. As you know, I was in Florida with my mom and I could do it on my phone or laptop. It got me back into yoga, into my body, into meditation, and I felt a change after day three. I released so much tension for my muscles and I really felt focused. I've been doing yoga for 20 years and it wasn't until I was able to slow down and watch what the instructor was doing close up on the screen that I found out I was doing the plank position wrong. I was doing a saggy plank, which does nothing for your core by the way. And the best part about Beachbody On Demand is that it's so convenient. I can use it anywhere I have internet access. There's nothing to schedule or show up for. I just pick a program and get to my workout. Plus with over 600 different workouts to choose from, I'll never get bored which means you'll never get bored. There are even comprehensive nutritional plans, including recipes and meal prep instructions. So, which ones do you wanna do with me? I'm thinking this is the year for P90X. You know, it's been on my exercise bucket list. Come on, you know one of your goals for this year was to get in shape. Beach Body On Demand is a perfect way to do it. And right now you can try it for free. Just text EMILY to 303030 to get full access to the entire platform. Again, text Emily to 303030 right now.
1: Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a
0: man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions.
2: Bedroom eyes, they call them in a the bygone
0: You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com and check out our website. All the great content we are updating every day for your sexual pleasure and happiness. And in case you missed it, take a listen to All Aboard the Booty Train. This was a fun episode from a few weeks ago that's a perfect compliment to your sex resolutions this year. We talk about how to expand your sexual repertoire. And of course, we give a crash course in booty play, which I know you like. You can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. Oh, and speaking of resolutions, it's contest time. It's still going. Our Better Lover 2018 contest. So I want you to just take a moment and think about Where are you at with your love life, your sex life, your relationship right now, and where do you want to be in a year? So think about it, write it down, and send to me what changes you'd like to make this year. And if you do this, send me an email to feedback at sexwithemily with with the title Better Lover 2018 to share your pledge with me for how you're going to be a better lover this year. Just make sure you get your entries in by Sunday, January 14th, and I'll pick four winners who are going to receive incredibly sexy prize packs. Because you know you still want some presents after the holidays, right? And you can always get more Sex with Emily on social all day long at Sex with Emily on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, and Twitter. Now, on to the interviews. If you want to hear all the full episodes, look at the links in the show notes, which can be found at sexwithemily.com. Enjoy the show. I'm joined by writer, talk show host, and all-around badass millennial and smarty hottie Zara Berry. And I'm really excited for my guest here today. I am so excited
1: to be here. This is so fun. This is so fun. And I'm honestly a huge fan of yours. And I have been for a long time, like way before I started writing about sexuality on the internet. How did you find it? I think they're Dr. Drew. Oh, like, I'm a okay. big Dr. Drew oh, fan. Oh, you are? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got I mean, it. I grew up with like the Loveline era. Right. You know, I was a little young, but like I had older siblings. So, yeah, I think I like discovered you through him, maybe. And then I just think what you do is so amazing. Thank you. Like, you're such a, just such a sex positive voice, and that's so needed. I like, I just, I, I, yeah. Well, that's why you're
0: here because you're taking
1: you're <laughs> ass.
0: I mean, I, I love Zara. We met actually at, in New York. Yes. At the, um, the expo in September. I right? think we it was September. For, I don't remember. It yeah, seems maybe. like, uh, oh my God, this year has been in Oh, that was last year. Yeah, 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 yeah But yeah. who knows where the time has gone. <laughs> and, um, Zara, she's a New York based writer, a talk show host. And you do, you provide, I love all your writing. I mean, it's like, oh, she writes you. about sexuality, heartbreak, fashion, emotional discontent. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a roller coaster reading. like in a good way like exhilarating and um you know breakups and breakthroughs and breakdowns and just sex it's all just so good so I'm so glad you're here you're going to share your insights on dating mating navigating sex as a millennial um I can't wait for you guys to hear uh what she has to say like how are you doing
1: I'm good you're in LA loving being in LA and it's really it's been actually really interesting because I lived here when I was like very young. I lived okay. here when I was seventeen. And I lived here till I was twenty-two. And it was just like kind of when I sort of came out as a lesbian. Right. And I was like going to all these crazy like lesbian It was just like it was like a very my I worked at Fred Siegel like oh it was my just God. like a, I it was very lost I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life but it was like this big coming of age time for me and to come back now at 30 and kind of like now I'm a writer and I sort of have like more direction and focus in my life LA is like a different experience is, right exactly you know I was like reading through all of your your
0: your all your writing oh, and social media. Yes. Oh <laughs> my God. I'm like, wow. It was like, it was exhilarating, you know, like it's a thrill. It's a thrill oh, to read everything you. like your heartbreaks and your sex, escapades, like I said, and like breakthroughs. Um, and so like, let's talk about a little bit like where you are today. Okay. So you say like you you're a mascara lesbian.
1: A mascara. Lesbian. Mascara. Yeah. Mascara. Well, I say so mascara is that like ambiti- because my mother's English and oh, for mascara. some reason that's like the only word I can't say mascara. Like I don't. I've tried. I'm the Midwest.
0: Like air. I say Yeah. The I,
1: I would try because I get made fun of. But no. So I say mascara lesbian. But I guess it would be mascara lesbian. Right. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Like lipstick lesbian. <laughs> like lipstick lesbian. But I never identified with lipstick lesbian because when I think of making out. I don't think of wearing. I love lipstick, but like if I'm feeling hypersexual, I wear like a nude lip because I want to make out. Otherwise, right. it looks like a like a bloody scene, you know? Right. So, um, I I, love it. I identify with mascaras. I love mascara.
0: Right. Well, you have great eyelashes. Oh, thank That's you. Looks amazing. So, you. as you should. So, um, so how? When, what's your so? You've always no. You've had a whole bunch of different sexual experiences. Yes.
1: Yes. With the, lots. Yes. Okay.
0: <laughs> and so now you're in a committed relationship with. A woman. Yes. And so what I think is interesting though is that you've gone through a lot, like you, when you were younger,
1: uh, tell me about your like sexual, when you first discovered you were. You know what? I think I was talking about this with a friend last night. I first discovered that I was a lesbian when I was in the seventh grade and I got drunk with a bunch of my friends. Like we like stuck, it was like very like typical suburban dark story where like a bunch of like kids in the suburbs like raid the liquor like cabinet and then we all ended up sort of like making out. And I remember afterwards and giving each other hickeys, we're like, oh, let's practice kissing. And I'm pretty sure I instigated it. But um, And then afterwards they were all laughing about it and I remember feeling like, oh, like this kind of meant something to me. And I could tell it didn't mean anything to them. It was just like, you know, like a friendly... You know how kids experiment with each other, whatever. But for me, it like haunted me. And I couldn't stop thinking about it. And then I like started thinking about boys. And I was like, I just... I realized that there was a disconnect. Okay. And I knew what lesbians were. Right. You know, I have liberal parents. I knew what they were, but I just also didn't there wasn't lesbians in the media at that time. No. There was Ellen was kind of That's like it. Right. That's it. You know, and I love Ellen to death, but I don't necessarily identify with her. So I was like, how I don't I, I was very confused because right. I'm such so feminine, you know. Well you are so but well, that's
0: the thing. Is that yeah. You're, like, I feel like you're probably always getting hit on by men.
1: Uh, Not exactly. as much I, anymore. I think, or tell so me, weird. explain that to me. Yeah. I actually am, like, so rarely around straight men. I feel like I'm always around women and gay men that when I am around straight men and they start hitting on me, I'm bewildered, you know? Really? But <laughs> like, do you come out and say, like, what do you do? Are you like, um, I... Sometimes I play along for a second and then I'll, like, go in for the kill and mention my girlfriend just because it's, it's funny to sort of see. I mean, that sounds they're so sh- evil. No, but they're, like, shocked, <laughs> right? Like, they're always, like, what? Like, because they don't... I mean, yeah. you
0: typically don't see... I mean, you do. We're in LA. Yeah. We're everywhere, but you see it, but you don't also typically...
1: Yeah. I don't know. Like, see, I get it. But I, I often will talk to straight men, you know, as if they're just like bros. And I'll start talking. And then when they realize. They probably realize- like you because of that, though. Yeah. Because right? you're
0: then- so comfortable. <laughs> yeah.
1: But then when they sort of connect it and they realize that I'm a lesbian, they're like, oh, shit. You know, <laughs> I got freaked out. But.
0: And do they ever be like, I can.
1: Let's turn just try you. The, yeah, yeah. I, I had a guy say, a like
0: gay guy say, like, well, I, what do you say? Like, if I went straight, I'm like, really? Are we really having these conversations? It's like, you're not going to go straight because of me, and like, yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. like, you're like, this is so boring. Are you really yeah. having this conversation? Um, okay, so you wrote about, um, you've written a lot of things, but you wrote about like sex myths about lesbian sex, yes. And yes. I think that, like, you know, I've been doing, you know, I've done thousands of podcasts and stuff, and I've had gay, straight, so many different people on the show, but I think that, like, lesbian sex still really is this mystery to a yeah. lot of men and women i mean if they're just like confused by it or they're mm-hmm. like do, do you hate penises like how does it really happen what like lesbian best uh Dead be- bed, or, bed, or, yes
1: what is it bed <laughs> lesbian de- bed death bed deaths, syndrome yeah. all that stuff but let's let's talk about like some of the myths um okay um let's see and i think you're so right people are like fascinated by lesbian sex because I think that we are, lesbians in general are very elusive creatures. I think gay men are more putting themselves out there, more open, but we're like a little mysterious. People like don't, they really like, they're so confused. And I know
0: like it's been a while since I've had someone like on the show, like I've had lesbians, gay. Yeah. We don't get into it because, like, I feel like people know. But with you, it's like this is what you do and you talk yeah, about. It. So, yeah, like, yeah, let's yeah. shed some light for some people.
1: Yeah, and I mean, look. For a long time, I always tell people this. People would say say to me when I first came out, like, "What's lesbian sex?" And I'd be like, "I'm not telling you," but it was because I didn't know right, and I was too right. embarrassed. And I'll then get like, back to you on that. Yeah, girls would be like, "Oh, like, did you have sex with her?" And I'd be like, "No," but I wasn't sure if I actually did because I didn't know what it was either. How do you define sex? I mean, how do right. you define sex? And there's so and. Like, Like, that's the other thing is that different lesbians define it differently. So some lesbians would say, you know, when you use a strap-on, it's sex. Or when you, any kind of penetration is sex or oral sex. And I just say, anytime someone has an orgasm, to me, it's sex. And when I said that to my girlfriend, she was like, Oh, well, my number just got cut in half. Like she like went down in how many people she thought she had slept with because oh. she didn't define it like okay. that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because some people like, oh, orgasm. It's not about yeah. the orgasm. It's about yeah. the
0: connection. So people think it's just like there's no because I guess people think it's there's no penis. Well, there well, there aren't penises, but like those yeah. or there's there's just I don't know, oral or I mean what are yeah. some of the
1: Um the things I hear a lot are Definitely scissoring, people are like, that doesn't happen. For some reason, straight people are really protective of me with these kind of things. And my old editor would be like, oh, come on. People don't scissor. Like, Zara, isn't that stupid? People think, like, lesbian scissor. And I'm like, oh, I scissor. Yeah, right. With your legs,
0: like, like, your legs are coming together. uh, Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I I think
0: it's it's complicated.
1: Right. Yeah. But it's not. Like not every night, like not every night, but like people do, and I think people are always like, "Oh, that's a porn thing." But I, I, I scissor. I'm Zarberry, and I scissor. Um, <laughs> we're totally okay with that. So, uh, what else do I hear? Um, oh, yeah, that I think that people think that we're all experts on oral sex too.
0: Well, I hope you are, because I was hoping to pick your brain. I
1: mean, I'm an expert on oral <laughs> sex. <laughs> that's only just because I've had a lot of practice. But um, you know, it took me a while too. First time I went down there, like just because I have the same parts doesn't mean. I know what I'm doing. And women, every woman's body is so different. Right. And what she likes, I feel like with men and my experiences with men, it's pretty straightforward what they like. Yeah. And women, it's like each woman has a different trigger point. Some women, you know, like penetration, some hate penetration. And each time you get a, a woman in front of you, you have to figure it out. You have to figure out what she likes and listen to her body. And I've definitely had plenty of sexual experiences with women where they didn't know, you know, what they were doing. It was like being with a guy almost, do you know. Do they
0: have women? Oh, they don't know what they're doing with
1: you? With, or, yeah, yeah. Do you feel we're like... We're not all great lovers, unfortunately. No, we're really not.
0: <laughs> but it can be taught. This I is think why so, yeah. I exist here on the planet. But I feel like, um, and do you have a lot
1: of women coming to you of like, oh, I haven't been with any, a woman and I want to be with you? Yeah. I get people more of like come to me for tips. Like I have a lot of uh, like readers that are bi-curious and, you know, I don't even know how to talk to a woman. And that's why I try and talk about this stuff so openly because I remember being like that. Yeah. You You know, we
0: get a lot of questions like that as well. So, and I know you've written about this extensively too, but what are some tips for women who are like, Jamie, who's in another room who works for me, she was like just saying on the show last week that she's like if it happened, like I might be interested. And I think there's a lot of women who just feel like they're open about it, but they would not know where to start. So what would be some tips?
1: I mean, I think that the best thing to do if you're bi-curious is to get on Tinder, honestly, and be upfront and just say that you are bi-curious or bisexual and that you're, you know, looking to experiment, but you're inexperienced because you don't want to, what lesbians hate is sort of being fooled. Like, they don't want, like, say they go on a date with you and then you realize, oh, you know, I'm not into this. I'm I'm only into men. It doesn't feel good.
0: Right. You know? Just like we wouldn't like it if a guy came you know. up, you know, showed up and he was, you know, whatever. Married. You don't want to be. himself.
1: Totally. You don't want to be anybody's experiment. But then there are plenty of women who are down to experiment with you. So just be open about it. Be honest. I mean, there are plenty of women who are actually, I know tons of lesbians who are turned on by being the teacher. I'm not. Right. You know, I like someone who's more experienced than I am personally. I feel like I'm a leader in so many aspects of my life like sexually please that's how I like, feel too do you feel like that yes because yeah. I've been out with guys lately I'm
0: just like I know he could use my help so much but yeah. like I help like millions of people do the podcast every week yeah. I don't I don't want to teach this guy like I want I him to imagine. learn I just want to be like listen to some episodes and then we'll like yeah. go out again yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean so, so you want someone who's I get it. Yeah. Who yeah. I can this learn is our from. job. Totally. Like, I want like off time when I'm having sex. Me but, too. Um, but I do think it's true. Yeah. I'm trying to think about, and I've like experimented, I've dabbled yeah. and I'm trying to think of what I, I think I just, yeah, maybe it was a little confusing at first, but you just, yeah. I mean, you just kind of like be honest. Yeah, and, and then I would you get down there. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what did I do? I'm trying to remember. I was a little I drunk. I mean,
1: definitely with women, communication. You know, women like it like I think, in my experience, like women love when you ask them what they like. And just you don't have to pretend like you have it all figured out. Just be like, does this feel good? What do you like? Um, you know, you can even say like, I don't really know what I'm doing. Can you help me? And I think a lot of like women are into that. They want to help you. And also like, listen to her body. I feel like with men, women, everybody, I'm sure you feel this way. Yeah. Like if she, you can tell if someone's responding to you. So don't get so in your head and worry about what you're doing and instead put your focus on the person. Right. Get out Um, of your head. Everyone Get out of your head. I think they were
0: so worried about what they're thinking and how they but the information's right there. Yeah, like pay attention, like because you know, is her breath changing? Is she moving towards you, away yeah. from you? Like, there's a lot you can tell, yeah, um, in the moment. But I think just like you know, our brains are, you know big enemies sometimes, right? I think right? that's the
1: best sex tip I ever got. Was It's funny because my mother used to always, I was always shy growing up and she'd say, okay, if you're shy, put your energy on the other person, start asking them questions. And then I've sort of like translated that to sex. Like if you're feeling self-conscious, just instead fixate on their body. Like, are they in tune with you? Is this making them feel good? Are they moaning? And then before you know it, then you're into the You're Mm -hmm. out of your head and you're into the sort of meditation of sex, which I think is when the best sex happens, when you're just sort of like, like when you let go, it's like dancing. Exactly. That is the best. Your body knows what to do. You know, it's the brain. It is
0: the brain. The brain is, I mean, I think like so many of the questions I can answer, it's like, I feel like I can't have an orgasm or I don't know what to do. And it's like, get out of your head, but you don't want to totally like get into trance. But there is a point where it starts to flow, like dancing and you're not worrying. And it is true. Just like in life, like, you know, you got to give to receive that it's a really good tip that like when you're worried just keep like giving asking yeah. part, by giving I mean like asking questions, questions. Or, or saying yeah. like what do you like and I don't know there's a lot of women though I think I hear they're like oh, I don't know what I like like gay yes. straight whatever they're like yes. I don't know I don't know and that's when I was like just masturbate like figure yeah. it out like how did you figure out what you liked did you always masturbate, masturbate at young oh age?
1: totally from a very young age I mean and you know it's really funny as I always tell people this is that when I first masturbated I thought that it had given me HIV because I knew, is <laughs> that such a weird story? It just goes to show, like, lack of education oh, does yeah. to people. Because so I knew that, you know, one of my mom's friends had passed away from. Um, AIDS. And I knew it was like something sexual, but I didn't know what sex was. And then I figured out that masturbation was something sexual, but I couldn't, you know, no one had ever talked to me about it. So I spent like six months in third grade, like third convinced grade. that I had HIV oh God, and that my parents were going to like hate me because I was selfish and I had, I like, I couldn't resist the temptation. And then finally, somehow I connected the dots and it was like a huge win. Like I remember <laughs> oh, it. Poor girl. I remember being like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm fine. But yeah, I started masturbating young. And um, I think it's so important. I, I know. Think it's, it's the most you know, important thing.
0: I know. I mean, Especially for women to figure it out. Because I think a lot of women feel like their partner is just going to figure it out. Or it'll just yeah, happen during yeah, sex. Yeah, and yeah. It just, we just know that that doesn't... For some women, that doesn't happen.
1: No, and like, also, like I, I never knew. Happen. No, me neither. And for me, I always thought that sex was like... You know, even as a lesbian, growing up the way I grew up, I always thought that like it was sex really wasn't for women to be enjoyed you know it was about pleasing the other person right. and i hear that all the time like and you know you think of high school and it was like this girl gives great head but you never heard rumors about like oh well, this guy is like never. great at going down on girls ever like ever. They, you know it was... guys didn't even do it they didn't no. know you're so
0: right it's always about this yeah. like or this slutty girl who's yeah. labeled as doing stuff you're absolutely right we are not and i'm trying to change that and i am yeah, it no, even you with young girls i know today, like 17 like high school they're like same thing like it's about pleasing the partner yeah they don't masturbate they don't know what makes them feel good so if you're young and you're listening or your parents of young children they don't know they're not going to figure it out on their own it's the same thing and it's like horrifying because i'm like i really think things have changed like i really think that young women today young girl would it just would be different with all the sex out there but it's in many ways it's not it's about like pleasing the guy or looking good for them or keep putting out because they like them more or whatever yeah 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 yeah. it's
1: not the case
0: I'm going to welcome my guest dr drew pinski
3: hey there it is fun around here that's why i can't stay away i know you right coming back gotta keep coming back, from, keep coming back. The pounds of lube especially
0: dude don't <laughs> leave that pond of lube i got a backpack for you um oh, you full would, of lube. yeah that's dr hysterical. drew that's it's so awesome. funny so i never listen to my podcast so i've been doing it for 12 years yeah
3: i don't listen either to mine to anything i do ever Never, no, almost never. My right. wife listens to stuff, so I sometimes hear it in the background, right. and I cringe.
0: Right, exactly. But it's not even so much because my vo- I've already gotten over the fact that my voice is like this, and I say, um way too much. It's more like I was there, and I feel like yeah, I really have it. to listen, yeah. and do I really I, have, an, if I have an hour, I want to listen to something else.
3: Absolutely. I, if you're gonna, if I were going to value it myself, I'd probably listen for five minutes ago, and I'd have many, many notes in five minutes, well, believe that's me.
0: the thing, yeah. and then I want to change everything. So yeah. I just, I just don't. But then, so you're coming back. You've been on the show- you were on one other time. There were toilet other I'm time. sure it's twice. Up, But the last twice. time we had a
3: really good conversation. We
0: had a party. That was a party. Like, that yeah. was fun.
3: And then you saw me speak at the human gathering. That's and you, right. you thought you. that stuff was interesting. Exactly. That's well, what different I, stuff than we were talking about. Different stuff. Yeah. But
0: what I was going to say is, well, right, because that's what I want to talk about as well. Okay. So it was when you were on the floor and you were like <laughs> talking about how, we were talking about happiness, first yeah. of all. Yeah. And you were talking about how you know it's this elusive thing and there's all these books on happiness and no one ever defines what happiness is. Right. And then sure, you're saying, you know, it's actually about... You know, you were saying that you're grateful. If you're grateful a few times a day, that's what that's you know a sign. can make you have that's to a sign, sign. that you could be happy. Yeah, I mean,
3: happy, and it also adds to happiness too. Yeah, it
0: kind of adds to happiness. But then also, when you were talking about, and this might be too much because we do have callers, we have things that okay. we're doing. We're,
3: it's a word away from sex a little bit, but go ahead.
0: But I don't know. I just when you were but talking it, about your experience, I think it was with your th-
3: patients, therapy, patients, rational
0: of oh therapy. Is yeah. that what it is? Emotionally
3: focused therapy. Says. Oh God,
0: Emotionally focused therapy. And you were talking about how you had the the patient. And you heard the...
3: Yeah, I hear these things and I feel these things and yeah. it happens me all the time, yeah.
0: And then that's, I think that's, but it's and like the embodiment the, and it's the work right. and it's so a lot of what people are feeling. Right. They don't know what, even know what they're feeling and how it manifests in your body and how right. you learn to connect with people and then you got on the floor and you were talking about our parents. <laughs> you're like, if you're a parent, you have to mimic back <laughs> their emotion, and then you got on parent. your knees. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, this woman was like, how am I going to be a great parent? I'm like, do this. <laughs> Get down, down to your kid's level and I was trying to show and be face-to face. Let your body attune, and when it does attune, guess what? Your heart rate will mirror the kid's heartbeat. You're even your hippos, Your the pupillary movements in right. your iris will will actually mimic your kid, and then just stay open and reflect back on your face an appreciation of what the child's experiencing. And that little model is an exchange that we can use in everyday life. Right. The 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 mirroring in our face, women do that almost automatically. They do it very they subtly. Do, they right. do. You're doing a little bit of it right now, even with me. And, and I'm acutely aware of it because because I had to really had to do a little bit pronounced as a male in order to set the boundary and to show that appreciation of what they're experiencing. And if you remember on Celebrity Rehab, the patients used to give me shit about it. And go, no, there is with that sad face. again. It's like, <laughs> it's like no, I'm, I'm signaling. I'm not. I'm signaling. It's a different I'm not catching your feeling, right. but I am deeply appreciating your feeling. And I'm signaling you. I'm not telling you because telling goes to a different part of the brain. Right. Uh, the signal goes to the deeper, right sided, holistic embedded part of the relationship It is is
0: that something that you think as a physician you learned it or more through the therapy because I, I feel I, like you were talking about your therapeutic I, experience that allowed you to connect more yeah, with yourself and then with your patients about and with everybody
3: some of my therapeutic experience as a patient I was talking about my therapeutic environment as a, as a practitioner right. and, and then I was talking about my deci- the the uh, what's the word for all like the disciples Disciple? yeah, I was talking about all the people I what, what were Jesus's followers called disciples disciples right. yeah. yeah there's there are Church, like there's yeah. a tri- there's disciples out there that I am their Saint Paul right there's a guy named Peter Fonagy whose stuff I'm Describing now is a guy named Alan Shore. Is a guy named Pete, uh, Stephen Porges. Is a guy named Dan Siegel. A guy named Bessel Van Der Kolk, who I forgot to mention at the, right. at the event. No, but these was, guys, I'm telling you, these guys have worked this stuff out, and I, I listen and read their stuff like I'm reading the Bible. It's, I'm just, oh, I'm just in awe of it. And so it's because deep, deep application. It's the next hundred years. I'm telling right. you, it's the beginning of the next hundred years of understanding the human experience.
0: Under, right. And I think that a lot of well, a lot of what we talk about is we're always saying, you yeah, in love, Line, you should, see a, you, should see a, you should see a therapist. Yeah, you yeah. should go to." therapy you should do this you should do that and people i don't know it's just like it's another it was another way of showing experience, that how much that experience, much experience, that experience yeah. people don't really get it they're like i go talk uh, about myself and pay oh, 300 uh, and bucks there's lots
3: of bad therapists and there's so lots many of bad therapists. behavioral therapies which have a bit evidentiary sort of practice associated with them they work they work for short-term problems but really i almost thought i thought i don't i think i said this we should have a different sort of term for for this sort of finding meaning, fully evolving mental that's health where stuff. It's
0: all right, but I think that's, that a lot of it is not, about your thoughts.
3: You it is, but it's not mental health. It's like mental evolution or something. It's, 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 it's mental it's, realization. It's um, mindfulness? No, it's realization rather than health self-realization again we're back but to just that. as important i don't word. know okay it's let's
0: let's this is what i but just but all our craziness
3: comes out in relationships nowhere does relationships come out more than no craziness come out than in relationships.
0: <laughs> that's why so, we all need a little bit of therapy yeah. like i have a hard time i think too with people who dating someone who hasn't and i think we have a lot of callers today that we can help along that line but what i want to talk to you about first is a little sex of the news oh. i want to talk to you about the dick click
3: the what the oh dick... when you when your ligament clicks
0: no that's not the dick click oh. It's new. This was in the news today. You might have, you were probably doing 16 radio shows. No dude, listen to this. So there are plenty of male contraceptives in development at the moment, but a new switch device has been revealed, which may be the strangest of the lot. A new device called the, dick click works in the same way as a vasectomy but it's like an alternative yeah it operates via surgically inserted no, valves I'm this one. do you know this yeah, and there's yeah. a, literally a click on your penis that would they could be like i want the sperm on i want yeah, the sperm yeah. off it's not who's gonna, gonna remember work. to it's do not, it
3: it's not I've been fully what researched. if you're it's really not,
0: drunk or something I know.
3: reversible vasectomies have been tried a million times and they're sort of uh,
0: they don't work or they do well, what we were talking they about they before i'm like do they work they do don't they work not?
3: reliably and, and and this is this is a company this, that really doesn't have the the research yet to say they're No, have oh, you seen
0: the so. pictures of it? Have you seen the pictures of it? So this thing probably won't happen. I won't want to take responsibility for this at all. But
3: but it's a good idea. Have it's you a, seen
0: it, it, the? I just want to show you the switch, you guys. We'll put this on our website. But look at this. Yeah. This it's like yeah, they yeah, put yeah. the switch in their scrotum. Yeah, yeah, literally, that's and, and, work. And,
3: and, Yeah, well, it, it, that kind Maybe of it won't thing. not take responsibility. Well, well for anyway. no, when you look at the in, the, the um, penis implants, the penis pumps, yeah. th- they're kind of like devices like this. But those are that's a lot of hardware. It's, it's, yeah, it's exactly. not a minor thing. It's a big deal. So yeah, I had read about that and it okay. started like, eh, it's not gonna, probably not gonna happen. Like
0: okay, that. none of this is gonna happen. The male pill won't happen because men male will. Male pill be like, oh, will happen. No, no, male. Oh, pill, I have ma- a headache,
3: no, effect. no, male pill will have something like that will happen because it's it's not about they they cannot do it hormonally in men. You can't but do it.
0: They can't stop the sperm, right? The you can't.
3: You can't. So it's going to be some sort of blocking agent. That either blocks capacitance, and it, b- before the sperm can penetrate the egg, it has to do something called capacitance. Right. The head of the sperm has to change in certain way that helps it penetrate. So it's either going to interrupt with the movement of the fl- the tail, or the capacitance. I think. That's and you think it's like really
0: going to happen someday? Someday.
3: someday. It's Take I, a while.
0: I just feel like that we're spending so much time on the female pills and stuff like that. Yeah. That they're not gonna. The men wouldn't take it. They wouldn't be responsible. I don't know. Okay, that's another thing. Should we get to some calls, Drew? Is there anything else going on in your world? Oh,
3: oh, finally! No, no, no. no. I was going to say finally they have some some. Finally, they're admitting. Oh, guess what? Oral contraceptives cause depression in female. Oh my god! They're just saying that. They're just really sort of coming out with it in a big way. And It's like no how many times on Love Line do we say, Are you on the shot? Are you every, on progesterone pill Every pills? day, every Right. That's right. Uh, why
0: it? don't they warn women I, at uh, all? I would think that there's more information now, but now we know the fact. I mean, and Anna screws referring their libido back up to everything. And, oh
3: my god. I Anna. Mean, did Anna have a problem with this?
0: Anna? No. Did I say Anna?
3: I thought that's what
0: you said. Oh no, I said and on the oh. last show. No, but Anna, I don't know if Anna did, but when I was on the on the last show, we were talking about how women have no information about sex. They they're disconnected from their bodies. They younger girls, like when they're first Even having still sex. Now? Yes, we
3: talked.
1: So you're weird. like
0: me. See, I didn't remember either why everyone loved the show. because yeah. everyone here loved it too. With us, so I was like, okay, okay I'll listen. Yes, I ran. I'm like, I'm going to listen to the show, and I'm like, oh, this was pretty good. It was, We talked all about how women don't under. What I, I even wrote I'm, it down because so, I still I'm, don't remember. I'm sure now. what
3: I was talking about though was how mystified it makes me that that in this day and age, how that's possible. That's
0: what I. I, they, so, I was upset because I had family, I had family and friends who have kids who are 17, and they're like. Sex hurt. I don't understand sex. I don't masturbate. Gross. And it it hurts inside of me. The penis, the condom. Ew. And they don't understand. They don't understand sexuality. They don't understand why they should masturbate. They don't even know why. They don't want to be vulnerable. So they don't even want relationships with anybody. So they're just having sex to please the guy, nothing's changed because I yeah. felt that way.
3: Right. And and you, that means there's something biological in this, right? And so we have to, yes. th- there's a difference. And guess what, everybody, men and women are different biologically. Uh, so you have to help them with that biology. You have to treat them. Men, you're trying to get them not to do something. <laughs> right. Like, But you can't get them to stop. And with females, you're trying to get them to engage with it, to be a exactly. part of it. You know, it's funny. I saw something on, uh, do you ever watch that show? Oh, this is this is way out of your demo, but... uh Frankie and the, the, yes, the, the yes, Fonda I'm just thing. because
0: everyone's talking yeah. about it. Yeah, I've seen one episode. Okay,
3: well, Susan loves my wife loves that show, and in there they eventually get a vibrator business. It, it, it reminds me of a million times the second, <laughs> third season they really get into this vibrator right. business, and um, one of the character, a male young male's female partner. They have sex. They do it for a long time. She says it's great and the, he leaves the vibrator behind, the mom's right. vibrator device, which is supposedly this wonderful, super special device. They I'm sure, are super special. I'm sure something like that exists in your yeah, closet yeah. already. We'll get some uh, treats. Yeah. And, uh, and he hears her after they've had this long session masturbating and making a different sound and it freaks him the hell out. And I thought, oh, that is so much about the man. And, right. he, and he confronts her. He goes, look, how come I, how come I couldn't make it? This is like the man. We want you to have the ultimate experience with our penis. Right, exactly. Now, how That's come, it. How come you, well, I couldn't. He was, he was like so upset. He, she goes, oh, no, no, it's not better. It's just different. We're like, okay, here's what I heard. Blah, 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 right, blah. Exactly. Blah. And <laughs> exactly. it wasn't my penis. My penis was not in the room. But, but we have, when you say it's different and it sounds more intense... We just hear, we missed out. I know. We didn't hit it right. It's weird, and we can't imagine. We can't literally can't imagine that there is an equivalent experience that's better or good that's not about orgasmic intensity. Does that make sense? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely, because
3: of, we're fully in that sort of biological zone in our sexuality. No, that's true. Even it though is. we appreciate the connection, we like the intimacy and stuff. In terms of the the, the orgasm part, there's and orgasm it's either intense or super intense and that's right. it
0: and if it's super intense and you weren't there and it was different then <laughs> the ego it's well, the ego it, too it's, it's
3: more than ego because it's, it's not biology langu- but, it, but it's a language we don't understand because I still as someone who tries to be very attuned to all that I really don't understand I, I, I watched that scene I went I have no idea what she's talking about and yet I i that's of a course, real thats right. a real thing I know that's a real thing you say and because I really don't know what she's talking about it would about.
0: be like if you used let's say a fleshlight like a male masturbation sleep or like all you could think about it is like that's still your hand though i mean i guess no. a vibration doesn't feel- No, you're just saying having an orgasm with a vibrator not a penis is not what do you
3: No, see you don't understand what i mean i there. understand
0: way so, you don't understand right
3: right <laughs> that's the craziness here
0: oh, men, from well, men will
3: have more intense experience based on who they're with novelty what their eyes are perceiving and what you're experiencing right that's the, that's the rest. That's the, right? I is, that, is there make anything more I need to dive the the vibrator. i I'd rather well, be
0: with yeah. a man and like.
3: More noise of the vibrator. I feel, I'm man. already jealous. More noise of the vibrator. What are you talking?
0: Huh? Maybe my orgasm. more, uh, Maybe you said the orgasm sounded different on the I, TV. I, I know.
3: And you just said you make more noise of the vibrator. Sometimes. more and, well, well, and I'm jealous for your partners. I'm immediately jealous.
0: I make a lot of noise. Right? With the Am I right?
3: Look, there's another man sitting here. I, yeah, he knows Michael,
0: what? You'd be jealous. Yes?
3: It's weird, and there's no reason. I understand it totally. But what about
0: irrational. when you that. masturbate? Isn't it different? Like
3: no, it's just just whatever. It's we're looking at. That's what we're looking at. Yeah,
0: but then how couldn't we? But women are threatened all the time by male masturbating. They're like, I don't understand. We're not, looking we're at not that threatened.
3: We're, we're hurt. We're disappointed, right?
0: But women are disappointed all the time by by their well, partners who watch porn. <laughs> okay.
3: They're well, like, oh my no, god, does he want me? They're to- threatened. We're not threatened. We're like, why? Why I'm hurt? Why can't I? Why can't I do that? Because you can't don't
0: vibrate. But you just can't. let bring you one can't vibrate. Let's do it. Let's do it. There's way. actually ones that can attach to your penis, your fingers. We could turn your penis into a like wrap something around yeah, it. But
3: then you guys won't you won't bring it all together. Like no, that. You we don't, would. Then you go no
4: no no. So you left, little, and then we take it off <laughs> and we leave
0: that here. Let me take it off your penis before you walk out the door. I know it's all oh very confusing. God, okay, we're gonna board. we're gonna take some calls. All right, let's do it. But this was this is a good time, right? I mean, everyone,
3: it's a, it's to me it's we didn't talk about this at all, and it did. No, we didn't. No, I
0: was just saying we talked about women and sexuality and how confused they are. But no, we. I don't But this is this
3: is the that difference that that is a perceptual so difference and we're that, not
0: teaching kids well, about Well, but it's it's it's,
3: it's the perceptual yeah. difference is so profound that we don't understand what each other are talking about and here you and I are trying, trying to and to open understand. to it and we can't do it because it is such a different experience for right. for men and women.
0: I know. So people have to go easy on themselves I think too because it's like relationships they're going to be it's going to be a challenge if you choose to be oh, with a member yeah, that but that's sex, just right? the
3: sexuality part i mean then you layer in all but, of our histories and psychologies and interpersonal right. craziness then here we go <sighs> that's <laughs>
0: why i'm really happy living alone with my 16 vibrators <laughs> truly and dating and then i have a choice to go home okay we're gonna um,
3: anybody interesting
4: well, no
0: not yet I'm I'm da- i have like three dates. i hope they're listening <laughs> <I> hope <laughs> they, they are listening here's the problem so i'm, I'm dating guys i'm meeting if they guys. weren't if
3: they weren't Upset enough about knowing they couldn't give you the certain sound with the, with their penis, Now they're truly crushed. Well I done, Ellie. Well different
0: done. Different That was a little, like was a little castrating
3: ballbuster. I never do no, that. women
0: a, make different noises too. Like like you know, like evolutionarily speaking, wasn't it when they were with a man, a different man, it was like their mating call. Like the more sound, lo, uh, this when they're made noises louder, screams. It was because their partner was coming home and they were like, you know, they were. Like we're talking about like cavemen when they would, yeah, pull. yeah, yeah. So that's why, like, it's all about like mating calls, yeah, it is. So I'm like mating call with my, my vibrator. No, I understand, no yeah, but,
3: but but it's something that uh, your your actual mates are concerned they about.
0: They are listening, some yeah. of them, but I because they find out what I do, I know, and then they listen. It's be awful. And then he's like, So you're gonna bring like, his lube? He sent me like an emoji, he sent me an eggplant emoji as a joke today. I have a date tonight, <laughs> and then he's like, I wish there was a lube emoji. I'm like, We've never met, and you're talking to me about lube, but you've been listening to my How podcast,
3: inappropriate. How dare you cancel.
0: What are you doing oh,
3: tonight? I'm always getting you to cancel dates. I don't
0: know. I know. Okay. So, um, Drew, <laughs> drdrew.com, by the way. Is oh, yeah, that what we you. said, everyone? Please, yes, yes, I wouldn't have known that all had our, not listened to our yesterday's podcast.
3: All our it's podcasts. It's really interesting to what? listen.
0: Drdrew.com, you have a million podcasts, yeah. which just go there and uh, i got up.
3: This Life, got Weekly Infusion, we have Dr. Drew podcast, we have the Me and Adam podcast. So if okay. you have anybody Adam fans of Loveline out there, Adam yeah? and are still together. There we're are. We're contemplating, Mike and I are contemplating doing one. A, a podcast because a, a lot of people are like my well, catherwood line, who was the love
0: other line. host yeah, yeah a lot of people but we have a lot of international listeners who might not know about love line okay. so you guys are going to do maybe another maybe, podcast maybe, maybe, maybe in your maybe spare yeah. you could just do it at the kbc or whatever right
4: yeah
3: we could yeah good point
0: okay good should we uh, give a shout out to our sponsors and we'll be right back um thank you everyone for listening to the show and thank you for supporting our sponsors uh we love them and we only like talk about people and and work with brands and sponsors that we actually use try believe in and we hope you will too we'll be right back The other day, my friends at Adam and Eve called to ask me if I wanted to give away free vibrators to my audience. I said no. I'm kidding. Of course, I said yes, but only for a very limited time when you use code EMILY at adamandeve.com. They're going to send you a free pocket rocket with your order. Pocket rockets are great little vibrators. They're perfect for clitoral stimulation alone or with a partner. They're super easy to use and compact enough to stash anywhere. Oh, on top of the free pocket rocket, Adam and Eve will also chop 50% off the price of almost any single item and ship the whole order for free. To get in on this deal, just go to adamandeve.com and enter code EMILY at checkout. I suggest you do it before they realize just how many of you are out there. I hope you guys are enjoying the episode. The next half features Australian sex and relationship therapist Cindy Darnell and John Wineland, an expert speaker and teacher in the practices of masculine and feminine energy and spiritual intimacy. I'm here with Cindy Darnell, one of Australia's leading sex and relationship therapists. She flew around the world just to be here with me today. I know you were here for other reasons, but Cindy Darnell, is one of Australia's leading sex and relationship therapists. She is amazing. I've been hearing about her through my good friend, Elle Chase, sex educator, who's also here in the room for years. And she just explained, she said, she's like the Emily Morris in Australia. Cindy, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the show. We have a lot of listeners in Australia. And you're just so impressive. Everything you've done. Thank I've like you, darling. Been you're been impressive, going your also. Your website, your blogs, and all your 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 amazing stuff you've going on. It's super impressive, and I'm glad that I you're
4: here and that you you made it into the studio. Thank you. I'm really glad to be here. I love I love 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 being in the U.S.
0: So tell me a little about yourself because you have an interesting like niche, like connecting with like couples and, and singles mm-hmm. and working with people in relationships. Mm-hmm. So can you tell me a little bit about how you like I wanted to sign up on your website. Oh, and good. Stuff. Like, I was like, wow, you really. <laughs> who can help you with anything, you know? I really can. Like you actually see, you see patients, clients. Yeah, clients, I see clients. Clients, yeah. one on, like, one-on-one, One-on-one, two-on-one,
4: yep. So yeah, tell, mm-hmm. me, tell me a little bit about how you work. So I, I call myself a sex and relationship therapist. That's the most accurate description, I guess, for what I do. And what that means is I work in a therapeutic context, so I'm a qualified psychotherapist. But I specialized in sex and relationships because it's something that I think a lot of people still really struggle with, particularly in Australia, around the world as well, because it is such a taboo, and a lot of relationship therapists tend to not want to do, or they've not been trained in managing sex stuff. Because I think the the narrative that is so common is that sex and relationships are the same thing, and that if you're a relationship therapist, then you must also be a sex therapist. And they're actually really quite different fields. They're complementary, but they're not exactly the same, like coffee and milk. You know, they go great together, but they don't. You don't need to. Have have them together, you can have them separately. So um, my interest in sexuality and relationships has been, um, I think it really started in sexuality about 20 something years ago. uh, I had the pleasure of meeting Annie Sprinkle and Barbara Carellas when I was very, very young. And um, Barbara Carellas and I in particular formed a very strong friendship back then. And so she's been a mentor to me for many, many years. And so much of the work that I do has been influenced by her ideas and values. And even though she's not a therapist, she's very much someone that I credit with kickstarting my career in Australia 20 years ago in wow. this field. So I've gone on since then. For since people who don't know who Barbara Carellis is, could you? So Barbara Carellis is um, from New York and she's the author of Urban Tantra, among other things. And she also is, I think, one of the world's leading tantra experts and she's also one of the world's pioneers in teaching tantra from a non-gender specific aspect so she has sort of blown the whole idea of sort of divine masculine and divine feminine Mm -hmm. out of the water and has really pioneered a whole new approach to tantra which is all gender inclusive and she's amazing and her partner is Kate Bornstein who is well known for being a very well-loved trans activist and most recently on the Caitlin Jenner uh, reality shows, so yeah, now, they have both been kind of so started with my aunties, my right. sex. Aunties. I love it. And, but
0: they're, but they're, and they, they were here, but you've, you've stayed in touch with over the years. Absolutely. She was your mentor. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: So, so it started with, with that. And then you, you got your degree in therapy. Yeah. So I went and studied, um, therapy first. I was just a regular, you know, garden variety psychotherapist first. And then I found that the, uh, the therapeutic community in Australia and in internationally is on, on many levels quite conservative, especially when it comes to sex, because there's a lot of misunderstandings about even the concept of what what is sex, what is normal sex, who has it, who's allowed to have it, um, and the notions around all the taboos and what's allowed and what's not allowed really throws people and because you know we've all pretty much grown up in some version of a sex negative culture if you haven't learned to talk about sex in helpful and meaningful ways even if you're a trained therapist you can be trying to be helpful with your clients and still make mistakes if you're feeding in to old ideas that are limiting and and shaming of people's sexuality. And I don't just mean their orientation. I mean their practices, what right. they actually do. But the relationship th- I
0: I but the relationship therapists do. I agree because yeah. I feel like people that it is so different and that I actually think a lot from a lot of my listeners who call and who who email the show, I'm like they just need, they, people need sex therapy more than yeah. they need relationship therapy. Yeah, well, so, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's
4: complementary. It is complementary, but the but fact that you know both yeah. and
0: most, and I understand that most relationship therapists really don't. They don't. It's a whole different They way. really don't. And how would you explain, I think you do it well on your website, but how could you explain the difference, what someone would get from relationship therapy and sex therapy?
4: Well, it would depend on the problem that they're having because I think we all get tricked into different beliefs about sex And relationships because of the narratives that we are taught from a very young age. And this happens through movies and books and news and just, you know, common assumptions about how things are. And I think one of the biggest things is that intimacy and eroticism are are the same. And they're really not. Because you can have intimacy that is very sort of vulnerable, making heart connected, all that kind of, you know, yummy, mushy, security-oriented stuff. And that can actually put out the fire of eroticism for a lot of people. cancels it out, right. And that can be problematic for people in long-term relationships, particularly people in long-term monogamous relationships. How do we navigate that space between uh, wanting to feel safe and wanting to feel hot, you know? So this is where it becomes a particular skill in dancing between those two points on the spectrum and what is possible and also engaging people in conversations about what's normal because i think a lot of folks get very very invested in being normal as in sort of in contrast with being content that people really want to be normal they like you know they'll say to me how often should we be having mm-hmm. sex you know and they want some sort of like you know 1.7 times a week or whatever and and instead in well i'll say to them first of all what kind of sex are you talking about and then it's like why do you why do you want to be normal why do you care what other people are doing what is it? What matters to you? And people get spend so much energy on trying to be normal right. and very little energy on trying to be content or trying to be happy. It's so true. And it takes them away. It distracts them from where they could actually find the contentment that they're looking for. Absolutely. I mean, I, there's so many things in what you just said. I'm like, I, I want to talk about all of them because I, I do feel like,
0: well, first of all, so we get, you know, hundreds of emails here a day, questions, and I feel like everybody just, like, at the end of the day, like, am I normal? Is it okay? Mm-hmm. Just tell me I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Tell me okay. Just it's like, the number one question, like, Right? Yeah. Like, is it normal? And it's like, it's like, how does it feel to you? Obviously, if it's harmful to your life, if it's something, you know, if you're, for example with porn if you're watching too much porn mm-hmm. and it's a problem if you can't go to work and you can no longer have an sure. erection or, then then we could talk about it but most things people are worried about are they're fine it's okay to express mm-hmm. your sexuality yeah. and giving people permission mm-hmm. to find out what is hot for them and yeah. what works for them yeah. so i think that's that's such a great interesting way to, to describe it like that why why does everyone really care i was like you're fine you're mm-hmm. fine don't trip on it but also when you're talking about working with couples so like one of like the top questions we get asked and probably that you deal with is libidos like mismatched libidos in couples yeah. because of what happens in that long term re- relationship where intimacy does kind of you know stamp out desire yeah. and they all cancel it, you know we get close and comfortable you know mm-hmm. we become one but yet yeah, we don't want to have sex with our partners and people always say you know and then they go to a relationship therapist only yes. and I'm like we well, do you just keep talking about the same issues over and over again and you're never going to get down into yeah. what's really going on yeah. so I'm guessing with sex therapy you kind of help them untangle that probably resu- remove resentments that have built up over time. Yeah. But then also in dealing with, it's interesting, intimacy versus eroticism. So if they come to you and they're like, well, I
4: don't even know what you mean but like do you help them identify what's erotic to them and share yes. fantasies and stuff like Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Well, yes, and I don't necessarily think that sharing fantasies is always the helpful thing not to do. All fantasies. Yeah. So sometimes it's helpful, sometimes it's not. But helping people work out what it is that turns them on That's in what contrast I mean by fantasy. Yeah, but in contrast with what it is ways. they want to have in a relationship because What we lust after sometimes can be very different to what we want in a partner, in a life partner. And that is, I think, a relatively common uh, quandary for folks and it's something that we are not equipped to manage because our sex and relationships education at school doesn't navigate that ambiguity, you know. And for a lot of people, what's hot is the ambiguity, is that area of, oh, I don't know about this. And that for a lot of people is sexy. Do you want to open a bank account with someone that makes you feel a bit unsafe? (laughs) Not necessarily, but it can be a real turn on to go, oh, you know, what is it about this person that's so intoxicating, but we're not going to get a mortgage together.
0: Exactly. So So how (laughs) do you keep them? So what is it with, I know it's not just one answer, but how do you help, help couples fan those flames again and feel like get that ambiguity back when they're like, mm. we've been living together and we own a house and have six children.
4: Yeah. Look, it's it's not easy. I can tell you that. But it does involve what I call a degree of self-inquiry. So, you need to go back and look at what your motivations for having sex are. Now, yeah, I Yeah, you think said, okay, let's go back to that. So, they have to think about- They have to think about what their motivation is. So, if they are looking for a motivation that is what, you know, like lust-oriented, that they want to feel that lusty kind of hot energy that you feel when you first meet somebody, you might not get that again in a long-term relationship. I'm not saying that you won't, but you might not. So I often refer to it as that kind of um, intention of sitting at the, you're trying to get to a destination, but you're sitting at a bus stop and you're waiting for a bus that never comes because you're waiting to feel in the mood, you're waiting to feel hot, you're waiting to feel excited, and that bus isn't coming. And in the meantime, you're sitting at the bus stop and all these cars are going past and Ubers are going past and your friends are going past, taxis. Everybody's going, you know, do you want to ride? Do you want to ride? And you're like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm just going to sit here and wait for the bus. And you sit and you sit and you sit and you wait for years for this bus that never comes. And in any other situation, if you had a destination to get to, you would, you would walk if you had to get mm-hmm. there. But for some reason, when it comes to sex, we are so invested And having lust be the motivator that we will sit and wait for that bus even if it doesn't come. Right. And we don't even investigate what, yeah. And we don't investigate other modes of transport. If we want to get to a place, we might have to get there in a bunch of different ways. And if that bus isn't coming, that's going to be okay. How else can we get there? Can we catch a ride with somebody else? Uber, taxi, whatever. And that's the thing with sex is that folks get really locked into it. It has to look a certain way and it has to be a certain way and it has to be like it is in the movies or it has to be like it was when I was 16. And um, it's like, it's, and it's maybe it's not, not be so you that way. you break that
0: down. You break Absolutely. down Absolutely. And that the can myths. take a bit of while. Oh there yeah, it time. does. I mean, I, w- I was going to ask you about, cause sex education here is abysmal. Mm. We don't get any sex in education.
4: In Australia it's the same. So
0: yeah, I mean Australia, cause I, I told you like we do have so many, hello to my Australian listeners <laughs> um, and all my listeners, but But yeah, I was just wondering why the huge influx lately also of listeners, I don't know if like, like what you're saying is it's just even you're, it's less there, even less education, less, uh, I don't know that it's
4: less, but it's just sex is not something that's necessarily socially talked about. I mean, there's a, there's a presence of sex, um, in the media but it tends to not be especially robust. It tends to be very kind of light and it tends to be sort of very focused on being normal. Um, There's not a great exploration of sort of alternative sex practices or alternative relationships. That is slowly starting to happen, but folks are still, you know, trying to, playing the normal game, I think, in a lot of ways. And slowly, slowly, that's going to start I'm opening so glad up you're there when we them. get more access <laughs> to more information.
0: Right. Is there anything that you see as a difference, though, between um you've spent a lot of time in the States and, and Australia that's mm-hmm. kind of a different kind of approach to sex? Besides not talking about it, is there anything, yeah. I don't know,
4: trends or things have come up lately that you're like, oh, that's interesting in Australia? Um. I think or is it
0: all the same? It's it's,
4: look, it's pretty much all the same in terms of the information that's fed to us through the media is similar to what's going on here. But in terms of like when I teach classes in Australia and when I teach classes in the US, I'm often amazed at how much more open Americans are with their personal information in public spaces. Right. Australians would never ever. Oh my god, ask we ask those so- kinds of questions in public. They would come up one at a time and you know, I'll be at an event for an hour and a half afterwards answering questions one right. by one that oh. would happen in a public forum in the US.
0: We're like I was having yeah. anal last night yeah, yeah, with my yeah. girlfriend. Like, Australians and, right. would never, 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 never do that. Right, no right, way. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's it. But really, it's just sex. It's just this big enigma with sex. That I agree with what you're saying. That we all think we will work on every other part of our life. Yeah. We'll, anything we want to be good at, or we want to strive, we want to achieve goals, like we'll work really hard at our career, on our health. Like if we want to like run a marathon, we'll yeah. train for that, our spirituality. But sex is like this mystical thing that we believe should just be amazing and perfect all the time because mm-hmm. it was really good during that glorious honeymoon phase of the mm-hmm. first few months. Mm-hmm. And it's magic. People think of sex as being this magical yeah. thing and when it's gone, it's poof. Yeah. And it's just like, I spend so much time, you know, as I'm sure you do, just trying to get people to like, even just yes. the basics of yeah, it like, yeah, yeah. it's gonna take some work the bus you're gonna mm-hmm. have to look at where you're going mm-hmm. but it's like fun it's like this is an interesting kind of work this is the best kind of work you could do yeah. it'll help every other area of your life mm-hmm. so I just and also fight. I
4: think it's a process I mean it never ends you know I've been studying sex in various forms for over 20 years and I still feel like I don't know everything yeah. I know a lot of stuff but then I think I get to a point where I know a thing and then it changes and I'm like ah, oh, actually no it's right. not that exactly. it's something else
0: my guest, John Wildin. Hi, Hi John. I just love bring yeah. come on, I'm going to bring you in now. I'm going to go through some things here, but John's awesome. I'm really excited to have you here today.
4: Thank you.
0: We were talking a little for the show about all the questions we get asked from listeners and I was like a lot of it is about like how do we keep that sexual attraction alive? And what is sexual attraction like mm-hmm. if we don't have it at the beginning? Can we build that? And then when you're in a long-term relationship, you know, we never want sex at the same time, um how do we really connect? How do we enhance intimacy? And what John brings to the table is um, he's a coach. And how would you explain your work exactly?
2: Yeah, it's a it's a difficult. I tried. Thing to I was explain. like, I'm
0: yeah. going to come yeah. up with one sentence, and I said, I'm just going to ask him.
2: Yeah, uh, I teach um, sexuality. Right. Uh, I I teach men and women, so I teach sexuality, spiritual intimacy is what I call it, and um, embodiment. Like, what's it mean to be? sort of bring yourself fully into your body and then have sex versus having sex as a way to kind of get yeah. into your body. Yeah, right. yeah. What, what that does. And, and then I also work with people teaching meditation. I teach movement. I teach all kinds of things in between, but mainly it comes down to um, how do I deepen my relationship? How do I have a better relationship? How do we have better sex? How do I communicate with her? How do I make her happy? That happens right. a lot. Like men really want to know, like, why can't I make her happy? I love her; she loves me, but she's always pissed.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. I
0: mean, but really, like, I feel like I'm responsible for my own happiness.
2: Hmm.
0: You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if someone doesn't make me happy, I understand what you're saying, though. That mm-hmm. that women like he's we want, we want our partners to fill all these things for us, right? But right. Ultimately.
2: Well, that see, that's a tricky one because. Um, Self-sufficiency is a beautiful thing, right? But if you're too self-sufficient as a woman, right? So women are right. are well ahead of men and actually passing men in the capacity to earn money. In 20 years, women are going to make more money than men across the board. We mm-hmm. know that. When a woman is self-sufficient everywhere in her life, fantastic. Happy everywhere in her life, fantastic. And the relationship can only be as good as the states that both people bring to it. So yeah, of course, However, what the masculine craves is to be able to lead someone I who know. wants to trust to, him right? <laughs> someplace that she can't lead herself. So what I see with women a lot is they're super successful. Most of the women I work with are super successful, but they bring that self-sufficiency to the relationship and they don't offer the place where they actually need a masculine partner. Or it could be a feminine partner, right? It could uh-huh. Either way, but they they don't allow their self-sufficiency to drop away at the crucial moments of relationship and sex. And that actually pushes men away.
0: Yes. So I see what you're saying. And I was kind of just being like, I'm responsible for my own happiness. I get it. I've been with many a man who I'm just like, ugh, oh, why when I'm with you, I feel worse after. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that I haven't felt worse or guys haven't made me. But I do think that I am probably one of those women for sure. And I wasn't always, a, you know, it's like at this point I am... I take care of myself, I'm successful, I have really good friends. I'm God, I have a lot of issues too, but I could see that I I could possibly be coming across that way and then guys are like, well, "I don't see where she needs me." And it's not yeah. necessarily like I need you to pay my rent or I need right. you to, but in other ways that I could soften. And I always thought of myself as like, "But I'm such I'm so feminine, I'm so, you know, but there is a certain energy the way I move, the way I talk, the way I, you know, I would offer to men. So, what do you yeah. tell these? Where would you start with me?
4: <laughs> that just turns uh, to a
0: therapy session. Do you guys all mind? Because yeah, I so, need a little help.
2: So, um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. So, there's nothing wrong with that. I know, yeah, I know. it's all. It's all great to be. You know, in a, in the stages of relationship, we go from this place of give me what I want, right? Like, give me what I want to this place of let's make it about us. Right? Let's make it. I'm sufficient. You're sufficient. We're whole human beings, and that's beautiful. But what happens what gets created in that place where both people are self-sufficient and they're kind of living their own lives but they don't um, work on the what we call sexual polarity meaning the celebration of their opposites then they become like magnets that rub against each other right and if you take a magnet that rubs against another magnet and they were attracted but they're just constantly it'll be it'll it'll take away the attraction exactly so normally what happens is that the attraction starts to diminish because the masculine partner we're talking about women specifically the masculine partner wants to be okay so we'll dive right in yeah
0: the masculine partner wants to penetrate Uh
2: uh-huh like the masculine in me the masculine in you like the masculine wants to penetrate we want to penetrate the world we want to penetrate energy we want to penetrate right and if there's not an invitation to penetrate some part of you like not your business, not your you know, not, not right. stuff that you're handling just fine, but the depth of your heart, right? Oh, penetrating my
1: heart, yeah, penetrating you my you know, like, heart, be like, open, like,
2: yeah.
0: Oh, and like yeah. vulnerable, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Of course, Ugh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So annoying, right, right, that again. Okay. So when you're self-sufficient and you're holding that back, then we're like, well, what the fuck am I doing here? Right. Like, where's Where's you know? We, we actually get nourished by your opening surrender. That kind of thing.
0: So we'll talk about embodiment in a minute because I want to go back to the masculine and feminine. So when I was thinking about this show, I was like, I could talk to you for six hours. So masculine and feminine energy though, I think that we all sort of understand that we all have a masculine and feminine within us. And right. sometimes I, for example, we were saying I might lead with the masculine and how do I play with my feminine? Is this something that we could kind of explain, go to a little bit more, finish this and then kind of Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's
2: really good to define these terms. Yeah, right? let's define them. Yeah, you're right. Everybody has a masculine and feminine. Mm-hmm. But at our core we have one or the other. So those of, you know, those listeners, man or woman, right, who prefer to be penetrated, like prefer to be pinned with some, you know, by somebody that they trust, ravished. Right? Ravished, so, like
0: we're talking sexually penetrated Sexually, now. yeah, okay. so your now sexual Now talking about sexual, not yeah. my heart.
2: Yeah. Well, it's both, I mean, there's okay. no oh, disconnection, true, right? True. There's no okay. disconnection. penetrate like, me all over, yeah. baby, so, right. So, ra- you know, the, the great masculine gift is that I'm gonna ravish your heart through your body. Like that's the that's the masculine gift to the feminine, but that's hot but for a feminine being, she prefers to be penetrated she prefers to be ravished right well, the masculine being uh, prefers to do the ravishing right prefers someone someone to surrender to his leadership or his heart or his consciousness and so that's how you can tell what your essence is right what you prefer sexually now a lot of a lot of people these days want to go back and forth and that's awesome right but if they don't nourish their essence and they don't live in their essence then there's this sense of dissatisfaction there's a sense of not feeling like they're really being could be who they are and they don't attract the opposite So what I see with a lot of women is that their essence is totally feminine and they want somebody that they trust to lead them relationally, sexually, that kind of thing. Take me someplace I can't take myself, right? Right? That's, that's the value. Yeah, please. Like this is what I hear (laughs) from women all the (laughs) time. take Take me someplace I can't take myself emotionally, sexually, you know, lead me that way. Right. And, and, um, but to do that, they've got to be a magnet for somebody that wants that and and so sexual polarity is the celebration actually of of the essence the masculine essence in a man or a woman but typically it's a man and the feminine essence in a man or a woman but typically it's a woman and when you have those two extremes magnified it creates an arc of what we call sexual polarity Mm -hmm. like the south pole and the north pole right yin and yang i mean this is not new stuff people have been talking about this for thousands of years right. yeah
0: that's why this is also yeah i mean it's yeah, this is it's tried and true
2: yeah yeah so bringing it up? so that's why um, many long-term relationships because I know this is a question yes. listeners have why they're always asking why is there no attraction right. right because they're not they have a lot of resonance which is beautiful resonance creates intimacy intimacy is the the we're the same like I'm human you're human you know, I have a heart you have a heart mm-hmm. I might be afraid you're afraid but that's not very hot. Right. I mean it's beautiful and it's 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 one pillar of of sexual intimacy, but the other pillar has to be let's celebrate the difference. Like what makes you feminine at your very core? What's the essence of feminine? And the essence of feminine from where from how I've studied and how I teach it is the essence of feminine is I move love through my body. Right? And the more I can move love through my body, the more someone with a masculine essence who's who's Essence is I'm consciousness, right? Mm-hmm.
4: I'm this yeah, is you
2: your, your, your listeners are might like might freak know, out like right you, now, but I'm gonna, forget, I'm gonna go no, there. Guys, yeah, yeah, yeah go, go there, go there. But Stick
0: there.
2: I am at the again. essence, I am at the essence that which never changes. Like, I don't change. Like, the masculine in me is the same always, mm-hmm. the feminine is changing all the time. So, you get this. That's why in workshops we teach the men to actually be still and the women to move because you put those two together. And you can see it. It's just like immediate energetics, immediate sexual polarity, immediate heat. And most couples don't practice this. They're doing the same thing at the same time, again and again and again. Right. And they don't actually practice sexual polarity, which is like any skill. Playing piano, doing yoga, you know, anything. Anything. You have to practice it.
0: Yeah. I always say this. It's like sex is a skill. I think we all assume for some reason that sex... We should automatically have all the answers, know how to be really good at sex, whatever that means for you. And um, it shouldn't be work. And yeah. what else in your myth, life, myth, myth. what else in your yeah. life are you great at that's really important to you that you didn't have to work at? Yeah. And it's a skill. Yeah. And so it's okay. And that's the other thing that is interesting after 12 years of doing this and reading all of your emails and and talking to everyone is that people are truly every single day surprised that it happened. They're like, mm. wow. We were, sex was so great, Emily, the first three, six months, year, and now it's not. What mm-hmm. do I, like, they're the mm-hmm. first person that it's happened to, right? Because mm-hmm. people are like, I don't understand, and I can't get it back, and this is mm-hmm. part of the practice. This, right. Th- th- this is going to happen. I'm like, let's prepare for it, and then here's what we do about it.
2: Yeah, well, there's so many reasons why that happens, right? I mean, you know, they prove it now that... Once you commit to somebody, like once you move in together or decide to get married or have a baby or some kind of commitment, you're destined to relive your childhood programming. Like it's now right. proven. So we're gonna attract people that do the same shit that our family did. Right, exactly. We're going to, if we don't attract them, we're gonna take the person who comes and we're gonna actually make them do that. Right? Right. Yeah, Self-fulfilling we're gonna, prophecy. We're gonna make them do that. You know, Imago therapy is a beautiful, a beautiful mm-hmm. approach to this, and they've explained all this. So We're going to do that. Amago therapy. Yeah, yeah. I am a Uh GEO. Right. And so, what to do is, no one. It's not a problem. We all do it, but most of us are unconscious about it. Exactly. So so we got to get conscious. Like, oh, I'm doing this thing. I'm making her do the thing that absolutely kills me, or I'm making him do the thing that is going to ultimately make him do what my deepest wound is. And most of us are unaware that we're doing it. Once we're aware we're doing it, then we can make art with it. We can play with it. We can have, we can fuck from there. We can do all kinds of cool things. But if we're unaware, then we're just going to unconsciously recreate it.
0: Thank you for listening. And thanks to my amazing team, Ken, Jamie, our interns, Shannon and Jenny, producer Lark and Michael. And thank you everyone so much for subscribing to the show, supporting it, reviewing us on iTunes. We appreciate it. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. I went over to my best girlfriend's house to cheer her up after a recent breakup. Of course, I bought her a care package that I thought would do the trick. And not to brag, but I nailed it. I hadn't seen her that excited since prom. See, I'm pretty gifted at gifting pleasure, but the combination of the magic wand rechargeable and a pint of ice cream had her this close to forgetting about her heartache. She had no idea that the magic wand was now unleashed from its cord. She couldn't believe it had four intensity levels, four new vibration patterns, the same mind-blowing power as the original, and can easily be used in any room of the house. And hey, she can even throw it in her bag on her next date, when she's ready, of course. And get this, I haven't heard from her since. So I think the two of them will be very happy together. But let's be honest, who wouldn't? The Magic Wand Rechargeable is the sure thing. To get yours, just go to magicwandemily.com or click the banner on my website today.